afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are here with me today. We have a wonderful show in store for you with my guest who's on the phone today. So, of course, that means on the Facebook Live video, you only get to see me, unfortunately. But it's going to be an amazing show. Have I ever let you down? Have you ever not had enjoyed yourself and had an amazing show listening to me? Of course, today is no different. So... Um, let's get started with our quotes of the day from the universe and from Abraham. Let's see what the universe and Abraham have in store for us today. First, from the universe. Every fortune, gold medal, and trophy, every comeback, triumph, and celebration, every kiss, hug, and hand held were first a thought, a whisper, or a dream. Go now, go, the universe. Ah, we love our quotes from Mike Dooley in the universe, reminding us how everything in our lives, every triumph, every achievement, every amazing experience we've had was first an idea, a thought, a dream, a mere glimpse of the imagination. Everything starts up there. Everything starts with our imagination. Everything starts, you know, with just a fondness for like, oh my God, I wonder what if this or what if that or could this happen or, oh, I'd really love to see this or I'd really love to see that. We often don't give ourselves enough credit for our imagination. We, we don't uh, believe or we don't actually, you know, feel that when we put out there to life, oh, it'll be great when I'm like sitting on the beach, sipping a cold, frosty drink and enjoying myself in the middle of wintertime. Uh, or, oh, I can't wait to get to the mountains when it's like 90 degrees in the city. You know, everything comes from a desire. Everything comes from someplace deep within for where we want to go, where we want to be, what we desire. And from that desire is born the energy that takes us down the path that leads us to that very thing we're imagining. And we feel that, you know, daydreaming is not that important. That, oh, you have to have your feet on the ground and be realistic. I don't know what people mean when they say that. What's more realistic than putting your desires out there, putting your energy behind it and following the path that leads you there? So anyway, yes. So dream that dream. Listen to that whisper in the back of your mind. Revel in those thoughts, in those desires, in your imagination. And uh, let's see where we end up, shall we? Wonderful. I love this quote from Mike Dooley in the universe. Let's, uh, let's check in on Abraham. Let's see what Abraham has for us today. 
You cannot look at that which you do not want and not join and perpetuate that vibration. Take your attention from that which is not in harmony with who you are, and in taking your attention from it, your, quote, now vibration, unquote, will adjust to who you really are, and then you can uplift others. Abraham. So, a wonderful quote from Abraham. This is something Abraham talks about a lot. And that's about, you know, you can't put your focus on those things you don't want, you don't desire, that make you feel yucky, that bring you down. You, you can't do that and not really get sucked into that energy. You know, Abraham likes to say, just because something is true is a lousy excuse to give it your attention. And that's really what I think Abraham is talking about here, is when there is something that you're experiencing, observing, uh, have your attention drawn by, in the middle of, and it just doesn't make you feel good, stop focusing on it. Stop looking at it. Stop joining in the the existence of it take your energy away from it and put your energy towards that which uplifts you that which feels good that which you know totally turns you around and makes you feel like oh i love life it's great Look, are, are things always going to be wonderful in our lives? Of course not. Are we always going to feel happy, joyful, ecstatic, amazing? We could, but probably not. The key is in those moments where we don't feel amazing is to really look at what are we focusing on that is causing us not to feel amazing. Um, there's an accident in the street right in front of you. Someone gets hit by a car. They're lying on the sidewalk. The ambulance comes. You're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is so awful. This is so horrible. Look at that poor person. Oh, I wonder if they're going to live or not. Right? You're joining the experience with your energy of how awful and horrible and nasty it is. Now, there are other ways to join that. And you can do two different things. You can either turn your focus away from that which happened, stop rubbernecking, you know, on the highway because there's an accident there and just drive right past it without looking. That's what I try and do every time. You know, I don't give your attention to that thing. Or if you are going to give your attention to that thing, reframe it into something positive and uplifting that makes you feel good. Like, oh, wow, did you see how quick the ambulance got here? Oh, look at that person. They're still alive. Oh, my God, they're so lucky. So many people would have been killed by that kind of accident. Oh, my God, I'm so grateful that wasn't me being hit by the car. Right? There's, a, there's always a way to look at something that can make us feel better. Does it take practice? Of course. Does it take effort? Of course. Because our natural inclination is to look at the negative side of things, is to be like, oh my God, oh my God, the world is falling apart. But just because that's our natural inclination does not mean that's where we have to stay all the time. And does not mean we cannot train ourselves out of that natural inclination. We absolutely can.
And we do that one step at a time by removing our energy from that, that vibration which pulls us down and makes us feel like, oh my God, this is awful, this is horrible, I, I, I can't stand this. Now, yes, if it's a long-term thing, if it's, you know, a close relative or a loved one who's sick and dying, is it going to be easy? Of course not. The real question is, is how you're feeling about the particular experience, is it serving you or not? Is it serving the other person or not? And if it's not serving you and it's not serving them, then why participate in that fashion? Right? You can choose to say, oh my God, it's so awful, this person is going to die. Or you can choose to say, oh my God, they're going back to source. They're going back to the great beyond, you know, and, and they'll be free of this pain soon. It'll be a beautiful experience. You know, there's this thing called being a death doula. A doula typically is a woman or, or a person who helps babies being born, who helps bring new life into this life. A death doula is on the opposite end of the spectrum, and they help people transition from, from life to afterlife. And so many people that I've spoke to who have been there for that transitioning period talk about what a beautiful experience it is and many of them have even seen the person's energy as they transition and and just know that that is not the end of life personally i always like to say well according to the first law of thermodynamics energy can neither be created nor destroyed it merely transforms state so if it's transforming state do we ever really die? I mean, do we transform? Absolutely. Do we know what we transform into when we die? No, not really. I mean, some people have had a taste, and my guest, we'll talk about my guest's little taste of that. But we haven't had that personal experience ourselves, most of the vast majority of us. So we don't really know. But all I'm saying is, it doesn't necessarily mean it's an ending just because we don't know. Yes, it is the great unknown, but just because it's unknown doesn't mean it's a cutoff. It's an ending. It can be so much more than that. So, two beautiful quotes from Mike Dooley in the Universe and from Abraham today. Very, very apropos for our guest, um, whom I am very pleased to introduce to you today. I'd like to welcome to the show Linda Clayton, who has been a psychic ever since her near-death experience, also known as NDE, in her uh, 20s. This event, which she um, calls a joyous turning point, delivered her the gifts of being psychic, clairvoyant, clairaudient, a medium, and an animal intuitive. She's also, besides all that, she's also a painter, a fiber artist, I have to ask what that is, and an eyewear designer. So, you know, she's got, like, real-life stuff, too. Right, Linda? <laughs> yeah, I, I live a real life also. <laughs> Yay! So welcome to Very the Conscious funny. Consult Hour, Linda. Thank you for, Thank you. for coming Thank on you. board. Thank you, Sam. Appreciate it. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, a dear, dear friend of mine, Kathy, connected us, and I was very glad to have you on the show. Thank so, um... Uh, 
so you had this near-death experience. Do you mind telling our audience uh, what exactly happened around that in a couple of minutes we have before break? Sure. Uh, this was when I was young. I had had phlebitis. I had just had a baby, and um, phlebitis is a, a blood clot in your leg, and it mm-hmm. hurts. Yeah. And so um, I took off. I I don't know how to say it. Beside, I took off. They put me in bed for a month and bed rest and this and that, and I just left my body. I flew up. I could see below. I could see I was uh. in the bed. Um, you don't think that it's a strange thing to see at the time. It doesn't feel strange. But right, what right, happened right. was um, uh, I rose. Uh, you, I, I say you. you I ro- Well, <laughs> I rose very fast, uh-huh. and you don't have any choices. And as I looked down beside me, it's like you're being pulled along by the shoulder. As I looked down beside me, there was grass that was lit from the inside of each blade. Oh, wow. So it's nothing that anyone would see on this planet. I'm a real visual person, and oh. I, I was transfixed, but I was also being pulled along. Um, there was a tunnel on the left. Um, I didn't take it. I don't know why. There are some people that can negotiate. I Mm -hmm. wasn't able to. I just heard the words. It's not your it's not your turn. It's not Uh, your time. uh, And and I just got jammed back into my body. You come in fast and hard and it seems like you know where you're going, but it's a very small target. And you you think I'm never going to fit in that. (laughs) <laughs> um, but but I did, and one does. And um, the thing that I recall most of this journey was that while I was on the other side, which was so beautiful, so gorgeous, and filled with love, love and light, I got threaded through with what I can only call love. I think we don't have a lot of words for what, what mm, goes on over there. Yeah. So this love... It's it's not like on this planet where somebody's hanging up at the phone and they say, I love you, I love you. It's nothing like that. It is big love and you're uh, part of love. It's not like something loves you. You're part of the whole thing, uh, uh, the whole experience of love. Um, and so you come back different. I came back different. I didn't know what was different. I knew something was different. I didn't even know what you called any of this. I was married to a physician at the time, and it was a long time ago before cell phones, before uh, computers, before any of that. So there were, I had no words. So we never talked about it. I never told him. I didn't know how to say what happened to me. Um, I didn't know how to say for a very long time. But then other things started to pile up on me, and okay, the I want internet you to hold comes in, and right. the cell phones come right. in. And I want you, you to hold it, Linda. I want you to. What happened to you? Okay, Linda. I want so you to hold it there. That's what it was like. It was Linda? a fabulous Linda? experience, and I am certain that that's why we're not allowed to see the other side because it's so wonderful. People will be jumping off of low bushes to get there, right. and we we just have to be. In the density, we have to be in our bodies until it's time for us to not be here. Okay, Linda, I want you to hold it there. um, Linda, Linda, Linda. Linda? I don't know how to say it except that I was so grateful for this experience and have 
I have been forever changed. Okay, Linda, I want you to hold it there because we've got to take a okay. break right now. And, and when we come back, let's talk a little bit about um, just just what happened afterwards, what happened before, and then we'll talk about sort of how things unfolded for you afterwards, okay? Sure. All right, so everybody, okay. please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon Eastern time to 1 p.m., and we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, The Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Who do you want to connect with? Are you an entrepreneur or intrapreneur looking to build your following? Welcome to our show. Follow Me Friday with Joan and Priya. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern on talkradio.nyc. We're, We're your digital, digital connectors. connectors. Woo woo! <laughs> Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're speaking this hour with Linda Clayton, psychic, intuitive, and animal communicator. So, Linda, I just want to ask you, before you had this near-death experience, um, were you, would you consider yourself, would you have considered yourself a spiritual person? Did you believe in this kind of stuff? Or were you like, you know, uh, just a hardcore atheist? Or what, what, what kind of predisposition did you have? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I read a lot. I read a lot of spiritual um, books. I read especially my best friend, I felt like, was Edgar Casey, who was uh, completely dead. Uh, yes. So um, I, I spent a lot of time reading his work. So not religious at all, but very spiritual. And um, never occurred to me that any of this would happen to me. Never. Mm, never. Yeah. 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 I guess it's having a near death experience is not anything people tend to think of. Um Okay, so then you had some context, and like, you know, hearing you talk about it, and I know I've had many people on my show who've had near-death experiences who talk about the tunnel of light and seeing the loved ones on the other side, yeah. um, and, and it's amazing, I mean, I know it's a relatively small percentage of people who have a near-death experience kind of have this sort of spiritual opening or awakening afterwards. Right. Um, so when you came back from it, uh, how long did it take you to kind of notice that, like, 
like before you started like picking up things and hearing things and noticing things and you were like oh like I didn't used to be able to do this and now I can do this right I think it was a long time I would say a good 10 years oh wow a long time um, but I knew as soon as I got shot back into my body that something was different because ah. the it was different in terms of smells and the texture of the air and and I could hear things I hadn't heard before but I never put it all together gotcha. I think that when the universe takes something from you like like a health thing generally uh-huh. it gives you something back and it tends to be unexpected Hmm, um, okay. And I got delivered psychic abilities, and they just show up whole. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so do you remember, like, what was the first experience that, that happened that made you said, oh, my God? Yes. Oh, okay. uh, they were automobile accidents, and they would have um, oh. been about me. I would have been involved in these accidents. Um, and, um, like, one of them was uh, coming over a big hill, um, I, I was young at the time. I was in my 30s, and I, my chest was so tight, and I felt like, what's going on? Am I having a heart attack? I'm, I feel mm. like I'm too young to have a heart attack. And so I just pulled off the road and sat perpendicular to this hill, mm. and there's a truck that comes screaming over the hill. Oh. Um, and he crashed into a car in front of him, and there were kids in the back of the car. Ooh. And, oh, what a... What, so... It was, wow. everybody was okay, but it, it wasn't me. Wow. Um, so wow. that was the first time I felt like something is watching me. Something is wow. guiding me. Why, why would I feel like I'm having a heart attack? And that mm-hmm. never happened again or before. There was another time there was the truck. I could not breathe, and I started yelling, pull over, pull over. My husband was driving, and a truck came down our side of the road. So that's the first time that I noticed that something's uh, going on. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> interesting, interesting. And so, um, and, and, then, and then how did they develop? Like, how long did, did it, was it slow? Was, like, something happened one month and another month and next year? Or, or did it all start to kind of pick up pretty quickly after that? Well, it, it's so funny because what happens is I do not know what I'm capable of until someone asks me. Ah. So when... When somebody says to me, will you read my cat? Will you talk to my grandmother who passed, you know, 20 years ago? All these kinds of things. I always think, no, I can't do that. I don't know how to do that. I've never done that. But then they they brush past me. People just, they just say, oh, do it anyway. Try it anyway. Mm -hmm. And it turns out I can work in that field. I can see these people. I can experience these things. So... I don't know what I'm capable of until I'm asked to do it. And if nobody asks me in my whole life, uh, I probably <laughs> would never have known. Mm-hmm. And, so. and so when, when these things started happening and uh, you started, like how long before it started happening did you start telling people about it and, and kind of admitting that, oh, I, I heard this, I saw that, I felt this? Um, did it take a while? I don't think so. I think that I was astounded as everybody else, and I think Uh, I probably have a big mouth, and I probably (laughs) started to talk about it right away and say, wow, look what this is. Look at this. How is this possible? So um, I would say it's probably 30 years from the beginning to 
where I am now. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, and, and so what was the reaction like from people when you started talking about this stuff and telling them? Well, pe- well, I think I look like a normal person. I'm not dragging <laughs> around crystal balls and things like that. So, right. um, I got some I, here in studio for you if you want. <laughs> so I think people are genuinely surprised and they probably don't believe it. Um, And I would have to say that I wouldn't believe it either. Mm -hmm. If somebody said to me, I hear from animals, and I hear from animals who are dead or crossed over, I I would think, are you nuts? But but it has happened to me, and you you just cannot ignore these things. You can't say that can't happen. It happens to you. You hear in your ears. You see it behind your eyes. You, You see where you meditate all that is just like this giant screen and it all comes in right there and it is so helpful to people who have asked for it that you continue to do it to be of service and in the back of your mind you're thinking is this real is this am i kidding is this so am i nuts so, so when, when was the, well, what was the first experience like when you realized you could communicate with animals and, and get messages oh, from that them? Oh, that was interesting. That was a friend of mine who said, like other times, ha, will you talk to my cat? Um. Will you talk to my cat? So um, I said, well, I don't do that. I don't know how to do that. And she said, oh, just go ahead and try. I want to know if we could get, ask a cat if we could get a dog. So I tuned in, and this cat came in right away, immediately. And before I even asked the question, he screamed at me with a little triangle mouth that cats have, and he screamed at me, don't even think about it. So I started to laugh, and I thought that was the end of the reading, and and I was going to give her the answer, which I did. Mm -hmm. And that night, the cat woke me up. Uh-huh. And said, maybe another cat would be all right. <laughs> but no dog. And no dog. so um, the cat crossed over three, three days later and oh, wasn't wow. sick. And I oh, think wow. it's because that cat said to himself, you know, if they don't want me, I'm out of here. I'm done. Oh, wow. I wow. know. It was very upsetting. Yeah. So it just shows that you don't even have to say things to animals. They get it on the inner. They get your emotions about things. They get so much more than we, get them, we give them credit for. So, so, so in your experience, and, you know, and you've, you've, I'm assuming, many animals, you've connected with many different yes. kinds of animals. Um, mm-hmm. So like they, they have a, like a real consciousness, you know, probably different from human, but they have a spirit, they have consciousness, and they you know, live on after their death, same as people do. Absolutely, and they talk to you after. Uh-huh. Not, not that they talk, talk, talk like we're talking now, mm-hmm. but they communicate. They send me images, I would say to my heart, uh, that, that when I connect with them, I connect through my heart chakra and through mm-hmm. the heart energy, mm-hmm. and that's where all that beautiful information comes. And it's not like... It is not like, um, I'm sorry, my phone rang. 
I'm not paying any attention, so I just got distracted. Uh, Okay, no problem, no problem. It's okay. You know what? We have to take a break anyway. Okay. So why don't you hold that thought, and uh, when we come back, I'll I'll have some more questions for you. Okay, thank you, Sam. And uh, I just want to give a shout-out to our friends on uh, Facebook, Jonathan, Joe, Sam, Ron Holman. Hi, Ron. Uh, You're in New York now. I'll, I'll get in touch with you. Oh, and Rachel just joined us on the Facebook Live. Welcome, Rachel. Thanks for watching. Um, so we are talking this hour with Linda Clay- Clayton, a psychic clairvoyant and animal communicator, and we'll be right back after these messages. You are listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. Are you feeling unhappy with your body, shape, or size? Ever feel out of control with food? I'm Elizabeth Tripp, your host of Nourish the Soul. Join me to uncover the root to these imbalances and discover a permanent solution to living a healthy life. Join us every Wednesday at my new time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.nyc. Talking Alternative Radio, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon Eastern to 1 p.m. Eastern Time. And if anyone wants to call in, our call-in number is 877-480-4120. But before the show, Linda told me, like, she's not going to do any readings for animals because for people who call in because uh, she needs a visual a picture or something. Um, so, Linda... Um, uh, we have a new intern here in studio who, mm-hmm. who who's just joined us this week, and, and she has a hard time believing in all of this. So I want to <laughs> ask you, um, have you ever like communicated with an animal, let's say, that was sick, that told you what was wrong, or, or like had gotten anything from an animal that then you told the person that there was absolutely no other way to, for, for this information to come across? Yes. Ah, let's that, hear it. That's something that happens all the time Uh so the animals don't know what they have i mean an animal wouldn't be telling me i have cancer right but they they would show me where the pain is and and Uh by show me i mean what they do is so interesting they they flash the pain to me and Uh i know that it's not my pain so i will get quick an earache or or a shoulder ache or something like that. And it, sometimes it's a real pain, uh-huh. headache. Um, and as, as soon as I 
type it out, which is how I transcribe the readings. I, mm-hmm. I sit at my computer and, and type it with my eyes closed. As soon as I type it out, it's gone. Oh. Um, and so that's how I know it's not my pain. So right. the, that's how they shoot me what is wrong with them. They actually give me the physical feeling of what's wrong with them. Um, they, they, they are so brilliant about this how to communicate it and mm. and I don't know how they pull it back when they do I, they're much smarter than people <laughs> so, <laughs> so can you give us a specific example of something that happened that was really like amazed even you yes oh there's so many of those there's one I love horses oh they're oh, so wow. um, smart and soulful and funny they're, they yell at me Um, And I don't know why. The only thing I can think of is I wear my hair over my ears so my ears don't stick out. And they have big ears. Uh. So I think they probably think I'm deaf. So (laughs) they they yell at me. And there's a horse uh, that was participating in a barn reading, which means I go and I read like eight horses, all of them in the barn with all of their riders and owners right there. And this horse yelled at me, tell them to turn the water off. So I don't know what that means. I just pass on any information I get. Right. And the, um, they all, the, the owners and the people started snickering and saying, oh, my God, we meant to call the plumber about a year ago. The water in the horse's stall was dripping for over a year. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so, I mean, that's not a thing about um, illness, but I right, get right, really, right. really a lot of that about well, illness and what they have. And right. the animals are extremely fine with crossing over. They are uh, fine. There's no emotion. When it's their turn, they just take off those little fur jackets that they wear, and they go. Right. And they are worried about taking care of the person on this side. Mm. They're worried about their owner. Mm. Um, and they're worried that they're going to be all right without them because the animals, um, ha- they are they feel like they have come here to take care of you wow. as opposed to the other way around. Um, So what's the most unusual animal that you've communicated with? Well, so far, so far it's a rabbit. A rabbit? Oh, what was that like? Well, it's it's a little thin. Um, Mm -hmm. They don't give you much information, and the next thinnest up is cats don't give me much information. (laughs) A little bit, not that much, especially a cat that's crossed over. It's very thin. But this, this rabbit showed me... When I mean showed me, it means they, like, flashed me an image Mm -hmm. that he wanted some watermelon. So I I told the owners, and they started to laugh, and they said his cage is in a watermelon patch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Now, now you're um, in the process of writing a book about all this, aren't you? I am. I am. I already did it. It's being edited. It's, Ah. It's out there. Yeah, it's called um, Look Who's Talking, a... A journey, in, a journey into animal communication. Communication, oh, yeah. Okay, wonderful. And what's the purpose of the book? Well, so many people ask me if the animals are talking to me, mm-hmm. like, your, like your intern. Um, what do they say? What right. are they saying? So this is the transcription of about 
35 readings of oh, all wow. kinds. And um, they, it's really word for word, and it's really uh, how I felt during this thing, during that reading. Um, and um, sometimes you get smells. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so I wanted people to see what a reading is like, and they're not pretty. They're not, the punctuation is a mess, uh, and the tenses are all messed up, and uh, that's what I hear, and I just thought it was important to see what a real transcription of a reading is like. Gotcha. So, yeah, so, so what does it look like when you do a reading? You, 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 you're like there in front of the animal, well, or the, well, if they're already passed, you're not in front of them, but, but how do you sort of connect and how do you communicate the information to the people who asked you for the reading? Well, what I ask for is a picture of the animal, a list of questions, their age, their sex. Um, the list of questions is important. It helps to focus the reading. Otherwise, I'm not sure where we would be. We would be wandering around. So um, I, they send me a picture by the Internet. Ah, and okay. and uh, all I, I have never met the animals. I don't talk to them in any way. I don't know these people. Mm-hmm. All I have is a phone number for the the person who's asking for the reading when mm-hmm. it's over to give them a call and tell them what it was and then I email it. I email the, the reading yeah. whole over to them after. Um, so it, it's just me in my meditation space in front of a screen and I ask the animals to come in which means for me to experience them in a way that I can see and hear them. Mm-hmm. And um, I have to ask the owner of the animal or, or the animal's person to tell the animal that it's okay for them to talk to me because the animals get nervous about uh. who I am and what I want. Am I going to take them away? That's what they worry uh. about. Am I going to take them away? It's so sweet. Mm. So I tell them to tell their animals to talk to Linda, that she only wants to help, that she's not going to take it, them away, mm. and then, it, then it's smoother. Uh-huh. Otherwise, gotcha. otherwise they're hesitant, right. even for a long time. Really? Yeah. So, so ha- have I you had... Um uh, any real kind of like shocking experiences, you know, talking to the animals? Like they yeah. told you something that really like, you know, yeah. blew you out of the Like what? <laughs> Here, that's very funny that you say that. Um, there was a horse I was asked to talk to that showed me an image of her coming across the water, standing up in a rowboat. She's the only Per, per, the only person, the only thing in the boat. There's no mm-hmm. person in there, and she's coming across the water. And so I told her person about this, and she really started screaming. And I said, "What?" And she said that when the horse was little, she used to sing to it. That when it gets older, she would take it across the water in a boat. Oh wow! Isn't that amazing? Wow. So what does that mean? It means the horse, the animals understand speech they remember speech they can transmit speech if you can get it they they can transmit it to you wow memory um what's the there was a horse who was a psychologist because there were two (laughs) horses that weren't getting along in the field and i was asked to talk to the third horse to find out what's happening and um she said 
had put a little foal, that's a little horse, mm-hmm. or a little goat out there, and she said, this is a quote, it'll give them something to concentrate on beside themselves. <laughs> and they did that, and it's fine. It worked out wow. fine. Wow. So every one of these things is such a shock. It's, mm. it's a... Wow, it's a shock. So, so what's I the? I just talked to a, a black lab whose whose father had uh, has a, I mean, human father has a debilitating disease, and mm-hmm. he's not going to be with us much longer. And uh-huh. and I told the dog, I sat next to him quietly, and I told him, this is one of the few times that I was with the animal, that your dog, your dad is sick, and he turned his head all the way around to see his father the dad at the other end of the house and he walked over and sat close to him Mm. I mean there's no one that could tell me that that dog didn't understand what I was saying yeah yeah wow wow yeah well what's the largest animal that you've communicated with uh so far it's a horse horse okay and what's the smallest I I just love these horses they're amazing Uh but uh, the smallest one is an embryo an embryo of an animal yeah two-month-old embryo, which must be, what, 10 cells? Yeah, wow. That was amazing. I don't know if you have time to hear about that. Well, I wanted to get into kind of the unusual communications that you do in the next segment. Okay. Um, uh, but we'll talk, we'll, we'll, we'll talk, talk about, we'll keep, keep people on edge. You've got to hear about this. This is amazing. <laughs> this um, is amazing. Um, Wonderful. So, um, and as this, I just want to ask, like, you know, you're not just an animal communicator. You, you're, you're a medium and a clairvoyant and clairaudient. Um, do you yes. get a lot of people come to you for those other things as well? Well, that's all just part of a reading. They don't ask me for anything specific. They just say, find out this or ask this person that or ask this animal that. And, and uh, well, I mean, like when you communicate, you communicate with people too, right, who've crossed over? Yes. So, mm-hmm. so what's the, I guess my question would be, what's the difference in the feeling of the communication between an animal and a human? Or does it feel the same to you? It feels very much the same. Ah, okay. It does. It, the difference is between the uh, animal or person, if they're alive or they've crossed. That's where the difference is, and it's not in the species. Ah, okay. So, so how would you describe the difference between that? Uh, the animals and the people who have crossed, it's a thinner read. It's, they give you less information, but they are very careful to give you information um, that you will recognize. Uh, okay. So they would, like a person will tell you about what they, or show you what they used to wear. Uh, or what uh, they, okay. there was a woman who came in who had a, um, her, her daughter was ill, and the daughter asked to talk to the mom on the other side, and she came in with a uh, wooden uh, cooking spoon because she mm. was a great cook. Uh. And she also said there was a terrible fire. And the person on this side said, oh, my God, she said my mother's house burned down, and she never got over it. So those are ways that you can embrace and s- stop thinking that the medium me or the other someone else who's doing the reading for you is not where did she get this information that doesn't sound like them you know when these things really click in you just 
you give in to it and you listen for the message which the message is always the same it is I love you I'm watching you I'm taking care of you Um, I'm concerned about you they tell them to wear their boots (laughs) they tell them there's a step outside your door that's not safe Um, they tell them I've heard to be careful on the stairs and all these things are corroborated okay, by gotcha. the person on this side. They say, yeah, I have to take care of that step. I have to worry about that, those stairs. Okay. So, All right. So, so believe it or not, it's time for us to take the last break of the show. Okay. And so when we come back, I want to talk to you about some of those more unusual types of communication that we, uh, that you do that, that I really haven't heard too much from other people, other clairvoyants. Uh, okay. and psychics that they do. Um, okay. and, uh, and before we go to break, just a quick shout out to Bahar watching on the Facebook Live DC and, um, and Mia, oh, a fellow, fellow psychic like you. She talks to angels. So welcome all to the Facebook Live stream. Thank you so much. And just to remind people on the Facebook Live, if you have questions, you know, type it into the comment section of the video and I'll, I'll ask uh, Linda about your question. Um, and please share the video. If you're enjoying this interview, if you find it fascinating or interesting, please share it don't keep us a secret so with that we're going to take our last break of the show and we'll be right back with linda clayton after these messages you're listening to the talking alternative network are you a conscious co-creator Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. your body, shape, or size? Ever feel out of control with food? I'm Elizabeth Tripp, your host of Nourish the Soul. Join me to uncover the root to these imbalances and discover a permanent solution to living a healthy life. Join us every Wednesday at my new time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on talkradio.nyc. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're speaking this hour with Linda Clayton, a psychic clairvoyant, clairaudient medium, and animal intuitive. Uh, and to my friend Ron Holman on the Facebook Live, yes, I see your comment. Um, I, we definitely will hook up while you're in town. I'll give you a call later today and leave you a message if I don't get through, and we'll, we'll hook up. Um, so, Linda, you, you uh, communicate... Um, 
with some unusual kinds of, of uh, connections, as you mentioned before, embryos, and, 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 and what else do you do that's kind of different? And people with Alzheimer's. Ah. Yeah, and people who have had strokes. Uh, so it's really uh, people on this side who have lost the ability to speech. Okay. Speak. They're speechless. So right. I, I find that I can give them voice. Wow, wow. Here, I can hear what they so, ask to me. So, so tell me about communicating with an embryo. How did that come about? Uh, it is because of someone that I know uh, was pregnant, young girl, and she found out what I did, and she asked me to speak to her embryo, mm-hmm. and I said, this is going to be hard. Do you have a name? And she said, well, yes, we have a name, and it seems to be that's the key for me. It seems like uh. if I have a name, then I have a literal key. So... Um, I I asked the baby to come in, but I didn't know what to ask him. What do you mm. ask someone who's just a, a few cells? And yeah. so I asked him if he knew what he was going to be interested in when he came to this planet, and he showed me balls like basketballs or soccer balls, and I'm mm. not much interested in that, so I uh. asked him what else. <laughs> 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 and he said, flying, but not a plane. So I asked him to show me what ah. he would be interested in. So he flashed me a picture of a hang glider. And oh. when I told his parents that, they just started yelling. They said that they were both licensed parasailers. Oh, wow. So it seems to me, in my non-scientific perspective, Perspective that a baby has a glimpse of its upcoming life before ah, it gets here. I see. So, a quick question. So, so you know, there's this uh, idea that I heard uh, many years ago, which I kind of tend to believe. Um, do do babies pick their parents? I sure think so. Ah, okay. I I definitely think so. I mean, look at this young person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, you well, you got to do me a favor one time when you're communicating with an embryo. Ask them. I said, did you pick your parents? Just want to know <laughs> okay. and see what they say. I would be happy to. Um, and um, how did this what, come? That's interesting that you're mm-hmm. saying that because the Alzheimer's, there's someone that I communicated with uh, for a family whose mom had been without speech for about 10 years. Oh, wow. And they did not ask me to ask her if they if the mom knew them when they visited uh, uh, but I did anyway it's the first time I've really cut out and asked my own question uh, okay. um, and she said she didn't answer for a long time so I waited I wanted her to know that I was going to wait her out hmm. and finally I asked her again does she recognize her family and she said yes but they are behind a curtain oh. but that was interesting. interesting and then she said to me I have stopped talking because my mouth doesn't work. Oh, So that's how they see it from the inside. Wow. It's, I mean, what could be more interesting than this? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how did you, like, first come to do that? Someone, like you said, most things, someone just asked you and you... Yes, exactly. Okay. Wow. No, that's fascinating. And, and what about, like, with stroke victims? What's that like when you ask them a question? Same thing. It's the same thing. There was a, a young 
person who, I don't know if he had a stroke. He's in a nursing home. He had a tremendous accident, car mm. accident, and he doesn't speak anymore. And he's young. He's like maybe 35. Right. Handsome, handsome guy. Um, and he did the same, presented in the same way the Alzheimer person did. And he, he told me what was bothering him. He, he said there's a banging on the roof. And I could hear it in my ear, bang, bang, oh. bang. And so I asked the nursing staff, and they said, ah, I know what that is. That's the flagpole and the little clip on the oh. flag, and it's right over his room. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah, how helpful this all is. It's yeah. so helpful to the animals who are crossing, who tell you whether they want to cross alone or whether they want you the family with them mm. and do they want to eat anymore or they don't want to eat and if mm. they do want to eat what do they want to eat so and, and I don't know it's how do people when you give people the sort of the information that you get from the other side or from pe people can't communicate what what and what kind of reaction do you tend to get from the people I mean is it relief is it joy is it you know just a comfort I think it's all of those things, and people, if it's really a deep thing, people start screaming. I oh, mean, not yeah. screaming forever, but, right. you know, they let out a scream and it, wow. because they know that it's nothing anybody would ever know. I don't know how anyone would ever know any of this, but yeah. but um, they they start screaming, and, and there is a huge sense of relief. There was an interesting mediumship reading that I did who... Uh, a, a young fellow who had done some things on this side when he was alive that weren't so good, and and he knew it. Um, and um, his wife asked to talk to him after he crossed, and he came in wearing something that he invented, so she would know that that was definitely him. Uh -huh. And then he threw himself on the ground or, or on whatever would, I would think of as ground. Face down, and just lied there, and just begged her to forgive him. Oh! So I don't know how you get information like that right, any right. other place, and I don't know how a person. I mean, think of what a comfort it is. She could, she she could go on with her life. Now he left her with four kids right. and a, a lot of other problems, but. She can go on now, knowing that he's sorry. Wow, that's great. That's yeah. great. So, uh, just one last quick question before we end the show. Um, many people who are psychic and clairvoyant, they sometimes connect with like higher spiritual beings, not just dead people and animals, but you know, angels and other greater beings. Do Do you ever get uh, communication with that kind of uh, entity? Well, that's funny that you ask that because. Um, the, I would have to say that a funny thing happened the other day is that I I don't see them hmm. for sure, mm -hmm. and so I ask to see them right. because you have a perf personal connection with your own angels, your own guides, right. your own teachers, and you have to ask for what you want because they're uh, not here to run your life. Right. So so I said I would love to see you, and there was total silence. So I know that in, in my language that's a no. Right. So, so then I said, well, then I would love to hear you. And my angels and guides are funny. And they <laughs> said to me, I could hear in my ear, they said, who do you think is helping you with the animals? 
<laughs> so, so the answer is yes and no. Mm. I don't. I don't see them. I I don't know who they are personally. Right, if I right. bumped into them in the supermarket, gotcha. <laughs> I wouldn't know who they were. Right. Obviously, I'm not bumping into them in right, the supermarket, right. but well, I, I don't see them. Well, wonderful, Linda. Well, Linda, thank you so much for taking the time out of your thank schedule you. to come thank on the show listening. today. Thank you for listening. This is fun. This yeah. is fun. And I would just love to say that um, in closing, there's no such thing as death. Mm. There's no such thing. You, you said that in the beginning of the show. Yes. We become another form. Right. And energy doesn't die. It merely transforms. So all those people, creatures that you thought were no longer with you are, they're with you. And, and so if people want to learn more about you or get in touch with you, what's your website? It's, um, I have a painting website also because uh, I paint some of these things. Oh, the painting website is... Linda Clayton herself dot com and my animal website is um, animals hang on animals talk and then the number two mm-hmm. me so it's animals talk with number two me dot wordpress dot com okay wonderful Linda thank you so much you have a wonderful day now thank you Sam thank you everybody all right and a big thank you to all my Facebook live viewers out there uh, Mia thank you great show Paulette thank you for tuning in today and uh, I hope you guys will tune back next week and now stay tuned coming up next Ellen Lichen with her brand new show Poker Divas um, talking about how the principles of poker apply throughout your entire life and business so keep listening for ellen she's live right after me and i will talk to you next week you're listening to the talking alternative network you're listening to the talking alternative network Are you stuck in a rut? Negative thoughts, feelings, and conversations got you down? Hi, I'm Noreen Sumter, The Potentiator. Tune in every Tuesday at 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time and listen for new ideas on my show, Beyond Potential, Live Life Your Way, on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you crazy listeners. Looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at TalkingAlternative.com. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to secretsofthesire.com. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network at www.talkingalternative.com. Now, broadcasting 24 hours a day. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? 
I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network, 